trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues here in Columbus And all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Justin Wells And Elizabeth Gentner About ranked choice voting and Rank the Vote Ohio, a nonpartisan grassroots movement working to educate Ohio about the benefits and implementation of ranked choice voting. They're a nonpartisan nonprofit made up of Ohioans of all stripes across the entire political spectrum. Justin Wells is a recent graduate from Cleveland State University, where he studied mechanical engineering. He has been the boots on the ground for our revolution and is now using his knowledge of canvassing and volunteer organization as the co-executive director for Rank the Vote Ohio. Elizabeth Gentner is the co-executive director of Rank the Vote Ohio, and she believes the systemic negativity, cynicism, and polarization can be effectively removed from American politics by reframing our voting around the question, what do we have in common? Welcome, you two. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. So what is ranked choice voting? Let's spell it out. Start with you, Justin. Uh, so ranked choice voting is a simple upgrade to the way that we vote. Instead of just picking one person, you rank your choices. So first, second, third, fourth, so on. If your first choice doesn't win, then your vote shifts to your second. If they don't win, shifts to your third. This way, there's never any time in which there is a spoiler or you've never wasted your vote. Your vote always matters and your voice is always heard. And so what we want for this is... When it doesn't win, does it mean like um, 25%, 75%? What does that mean when it doesn't win your first choice? So uh, what we are using is a system called uh, instant runoff voting. So if... Your, if there is no person who gets over 50% of all of the votes, then we do instant runoffs. You take whoever's in last place, uh, pluck that candidate, and then all of those votes go to their second choice. Um, then you say, hey, do, do we hit 50% yet? Nope, no one did. We keep going. And you keep doing it until you actually have a majority instead of simple plurality, which is what we have now. Okay. So... Elizabeth, can you give me three good reasons why ranked choice voting is better than the two-party system that we have right now? Absolutely. The first one is it addresses corruption in a quick and systematic way. For example, we've had this issue with Householder where we know that he's committed fraud and yet he's still his party's nominee. That in a ranked choice system could never happen. Even people who are in the same party would choose the person who was not corrupt, especially once we find out that they're corrupt, as their first choice. They, they don't sacrifice their position because somebody with name recognition is running, and that's the only person who can win. Number two is representation. We see an overwhelming change in the representation of women in one round of ranked choice voting everywhere it's implemented. It goes from usually 20% uh, women elected in office to 49% uh, 
on, on average in all of the places that it's been enacted in this country. And that overwhelming change is obviously what the community looks like, <laughs> at least 49% women. Uh, we see a similar change in demographics for people of color. In one round of ranked choice voting, one election, they see an overwhelming jump from usually somewhere in 10% to the percentage of that minority that exists in the population that's voting. So regardless of political party, the people who are governing a specific area look like the people who they're representing. And that change matters. <laughs> the third big reason is empathy. The negative campaign ads that plague our system right now, the animosity and the name calling, that doesn't work when you're vying for second place. So when you need a, a minority to view you as their second choice, you can't run negative campaign ads trashing your opponent. It, it's not effective. It doesn't work. It only works in this weird two-party system that we have with the plurality. So we see much more positive campaigns, people only talking about issues rather than personality and shame and all that other stuff. We see a much more empathetic process throughout the debates or the campaigning across any area that starts using ranked choice voting. And Justin, do you have any other reasons that you've that really have reson resonate with you? Uh, a few. So like a lot of the ones that uh, Elizabeth has pointed out are very much the same ones that got me into it. But the other major thing that uh, I think that this can start to bring out is very close to what Elizabeth said about that empathy. We don't have to continue saying yes or no to every single issue. We don't have to defend the worst aspects of a party just because they're the only option they have. We live uh, in a world in which we say everything is so difficult, everything is so much harder, and we don't have to. Ranked choice voting is one of the things that all of us do in our everyday lives. You go to the store and say, I'm gonna go buy some chocolate ice cream. Oh, they don't have it. Vanilla is my second choice. <laughs> you just ranked your choices. That's <laughs> as simple as it is. And so it's just that easy to say, this is so much simpler. It's the thing that we do without having to be told, why not make the world that way too? It lets us be who we want to be, not just who we feel stuck as. All right, well, we'll I will, as we go through this interview, and if anything else pops up, please share it. Um, I am interested in ranked choice voting because what happened to me personally when, because um, I'm an environmental activist mm -hmm. and it was um, Jill Stein versus Hillary, you know, I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat all my whole life, but I felt so strongly about protecting our environment. Well, we automatically got the bad guy. We got Trump because Hillary didn't win. And I'm glad that I voted my choice, but I have told myself since then that I won't vote third party until there's ranked choice voting because I'm not willing to sacrifice um, the better person. Than the, than the opposite person. So I, I personally learned that and it was a difficult lesson, but I really feel ranked choice voting will help people vote their choice and, and then they're second and then they're third and not they're, they're the, the person they don't want if they vote what they want. So um, how many states have done this and successfully 
And how can Ohio make this happen? Let's start with the states. How many states have already done it? Elizabeth. Two, just Maine and Alaska. Um, they, they have, Maine has enacted and they did their first presidential election this past um, election in 2020. That was the first time they used it. And Alaska just passed a version of ranked choice voting where they have their top four. Um, they passed it in a, what, 60 to 40, give or take. But both of those states identify fairly independently, even though they lean right. Um, but the effective campaigning in both states had to do with its effect on um, corruption, its effect on your ability to vote another way, uh, your ability to express your full opinion rather than just the two-party system. And um, both places are going to be leaders in this, but Ohio is a huge golden opportunity for ranked choice voting. And I believe this passionately, that if Ohio can pass ranked choice voting, the rest of the country will follow suit in short order. Ohio is an independent swing state. We have a lot of influence in American elections. And part of what is really exciting about this, if we have ranked choice voting, even the primary systems with just the two parties that are functioning full right now, we don't get to say in that at all. It's June before we get to vote on who in the primary system and in, in any of the parties who we want. So Ohio's voice is not being heard in that process. And if we have ranked choice voting, then it's a complete game changer just for a primary because nobody will know who's winning until Ohio votes. Hmm. And how does that change the outcome all of all of these elections. Does it mean that whoever had 30% was winning at 30% in the first three or four states is going to win? No, not if they can't win Ohio. And that impact that the individuals who run and they're winning a primary with 20, 30, 10%, that shouldn't happen. That is not representative government in any way. So Ohio deserves to have its voice matter in, in every primary and every individual Ohioan deserves to have their unique voice heard, not just in primaries, but in these grander elections. So there are so many people, I meet them every day who say, well, I voted this way, I voted that way, but my real opinion is this nuanced thing where I agree with this and I agree with that and I don't agree with that. Every person has a version of that and rather than be trapped into these big overriding categories that are not representative of normal people, there's an opportunity to express your nuanced opinion in a more diverse crowd of candidates, especially with more women able to run, more people of color able to run, more people who are hesitant about falling into that trap of being this or that, they're, they feel empowered to run. They feel the opportunity. Yes, Even I'm sorry. People that say they're not going to vote because their vote doesn't count. Yes. There's a lot of people that feel that way, yeah. unfortunately. We spoke to somebody Saturday. We were out filming sort of some man on the street stuff. And one woman just said "I." it was the first time in her life she hadn't voted, but she felt so strongly that neither one was a good option that she just didn't feel that she could. And she was, we explained what ranked choice voting and she said, oh, well, that would be so much better. I would absolutely have, I would have felt better about 
my decision to vote for something that I didn't think could win. And that empowerment of an individual voter is what we're looking for here, because every Ohioan deserves to have their voice heard. The state that did have the um, presidential election, how did it, how did it work for them? Was it an easy process? Was it a long drawn out process? Um, did they feel good about it? Justin? Um, it was especially given how long and how silly uh, some of the other states got in counting, recounting and taking so long. Maine was done before most all of them. Uh, for how like for how uh, much we tend to hear people saying like oh it's a new process it's going to be so difficult it's going to take forever they were done before most everyone else because it's still that easy everyone loved the system and while it didn't like make huge splashes and everything's different we know that it works and that people cared more it brought people out and people participated in the system that's the that's the whole goal. Uh, the whole general thing, especially as Elizabeth just said, everyone hates politics. Politics sucks. Ranked choice voting makes it suck less. We can actually be who we want to be, say what we want to do, and we feel good about the choices that we make because of ranked choice voting. And that's what most people found in Maine. That was the thing that they liked about it. They got to be who they are. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio, and today I'm talking with Justin Wells and Elizabeth Gentner. They're both organizers with Rank the Vote Ohio, which is all about ranked choice voting. And um, one thing that I find also very appealing is that it is nonpartisan. Both Republican and Democrat and Libertarians and Socialists, it opens the Door for more thought and more parties to be involved. And it, I think it will tend to make the process less contentious and more inclusive. What do you think about that one, the nonpartisan aspect of it? Elizabeth. <laughs> um, I think that's what's most valuable. For me personally, I identify as an independent. Um, the opportunity to run without a party, the opportunity to run as an individual it just sounds American. That 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 is what America is to me, is that I have the option to run independently uh, with my ideas and let them stand on their own two feet. Doesn't mean that I have to have party backing and party money and party policy behind my ideas. I, I don't feel represented at all. There's nobody in Washington and very few people in the state of Ohio who represent my real opinions on anything. <laughs> um, and the, the opportunity to include people who have been excluded. We talk about people who have, feel disenfranchised from the system and aren't voting or undervoting or what have you. Of course they feel disenfranchised. If you're not a Republican or a Democrat, what are you doing? Like the, there's no opportunity there. The, it's a trap. <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless when we start empowering human beings to make choices independent of these party structures. And we talk about Washington and Jefferson and all of the um, people who wrote our constitution were like, I don't know that the parties are such a good idea. That's not really like Washington was so emphatic that party politics would be the biggest problem that we would face as a country. And he's proven, he's been proven right. <laughs> and the opportunity to divorce 
politics and divorce what we're voting for from the party structure creates a unique opportunity for us to become a more closely knit community hmm. by virtue of our diversity. I have a question though. What about primaries? I mean, will if it's ranked choice voting, um, can you only vote in the primary for the party that you are registered for? Or what happens if you want a moderate Republican and a you know or a a, a conservative socialist? How does the primary situation work, Justin? So ours is uh, ours is going to be every time that you cast a ballot. Um, and so the party system uh, sits a little bit differently and the like the way in which we do primaries sits a little bit differently. So it would be uh, inter-party, sorry, uh, intra-party because uh, it's inside of its own party that you would still get to rank your choices. Uh, but then going into the general is where that would be because uh, each party gets to dictate how they personally run their own, which we didn't uh, we didn't want to just say, we are going to throw our will over everyone else because uh, as Elizabeth said, uh, each party gets to do what they want. It's independence uh, from the whole system, but realizing that the system itself, uh, the method that we are doing it uh, needs to change. So primaries will still be party. Yes. Okay. All right. But you can so rank it's not in. perfect, but it's, it's, it's getting there. <laughs> Yes. Um, I do have a question about ranked choice voting. And um, we've just been going through the COVID, the pandemic, and we did lots of mail-in ballots. How did that work with mail-in ballots with ranked choice voting? Same as normal. Um, just uh, the only thing is that you might have a little bit more paper that you're sending in just because it takes a little bit more space when you have to rank all of your choices. But past that, it's the exact same, uh, it's the exact same issue. Uh, and it's the exact same process. Send it in uh, to your, at least for us, uh, you would send it into your local uh, county board, have them count it up for you, just as just the same as normal. And it's something that we know that a few states allow their uh, veterans and their active duty military uh, overseas to do. They let people rank their choices because, uh, as we know from the primaries, if you're if we have a bunch of people who keep dropping out. Ranking your choices lets you then say, well, I know that this person might drop out so I can rank my choices on which one I want to see in case they drop out. They, we've been using this in states uh, that don't have it otherwise for their entire, uh, entire structure because we understand that it's a little bit different. I didn't know that. That's interesting. The other thing that might happen as, as we move forward with this process is if you are a Democrat or a Republican and you go through the primary process and you've ranked your choices and the person who has won your party's um, um, process is not somebody who you want to vote for. Yeah. Well, they, there are many people who could run as independents. Somebody else might choose to run a different way. There might be somebody who you prefer. It creates that opportunity both in the primary and in the general election for you to rank your choices. If you're unhappy with the way your party determined the process, you can rank your choices accordingly. Um, and so it's not like we're changing what the parties are doing. They can they can make those decisions themselves. But you, as an individual Ohioan voter, get to rank how well you think your party did <laughs> in the general election. So um, 
I don't, I don't think we lose any of our choices in that process. I think new opportunities will arise with new individuals and new ways of running for office, new ways of garnering support from a large group of people. You know, if, if everybody in the state thinks you're their second choice, there's every opportunity for you to win an election because that's what we can agree on. And that's the whole point. Like, let's have a government that we agree on. It might not be everybody's first choice, but what do we agree on? Yeah. We're powerful. Definitely. Curious, though, <clears throat> how long does it take once it gets to the Board of Elections to how long does this process take, literally, to rank choice? Does it take a, a couple of days? Does it take a week? Does it take a month? Mm-hmm. Well, usually uh, you can do it in the same day. Once again, like using Maine again as an example, um, they managed to do uh, their entire system well before everyone else. Because uh, the entire the entire point is that you still have to count everyone's first choices. And uh, CGP Gray and there are a few other, uh, Fairvote has a fantastic, super easy to watch video in which they just pick up a bunch of post-it notes uh, after they realize, oh, uh, we have a first choice, a second choice, a third choice. But now we see that, oh, the third choice isn't isn't going to get there. So you just pick it up and then you just distribute them back out to the other two sides. And once that first initial count, uh, that first round is done, it's actually incredibly fast because you know who's in last. You can pick up their votes and then just count them by hand. uh, And it's just the same. So it takes a little bit longer, but it's not like it's going to take an extra week. Maine still finished faster than most everyone else. Okay, so how did Maine do this? How did they get it established as that they voted for it? Did they vote for it on a ballot initiative? Did the legislature pass it? And how can Ohio do it? Let's give it a go, Elizabeth. Um, They did a ballot initiative. Um, Their legislature tried to undo it, but the courts held up what the people chose. Um, So... We expect currently to move forward with the ballot initiative in 2022. Um, that, that we're not taking anything off the table legislatively. If we have some legislators in Ohio who are open to this, we are happy to work with them about moving it forward. But in the meantime, we are planning for a ballot initiative. To, to do that, we have to obtain over 446,000 valid signatures on our proposal to have it be an option on the ballot in 2022. Uh, We'll be putting final language to that as soon as we can and submitting that to the Secretary of State. And then we start collecting signatures. We'll probably need to collect over a million five hundred signatures to get the 446,000 valid signatures. And once we do that, then it goes to the Ohio voters in um, hopefully, uh, if everything goes as planned in November of 2022. And then it would become law um, in the state of Ohio. And our next election in 2023 would be ranked choice voting. Um, That is the current plan. We have a backup position, but we're we're moving forward as if 2022 is going to happen. It's going to take a lot of money, a lot of education, um, a lot of reaching out to Ohioans everywhere so that they're educated about what ranked choice voting is. Everybody who I've told about ranked choice voting, every single human who I have explained this to has gone from, I have no idea to, oh yeah, that sounds way better than what we're doing now. So if we can just get in front of every Ohioans explaining how simple, how effective, how much positive change is possible with one simple, small change to the way we vote, 
I think that we can make this happen. And I'm excited to get that going here in Ohio. <laughs> Who are you in alliance with? Do, are you in alliance with other groups that have been doing lots of um, like statewide um, ballot initiatives? Because there are people that have worked on fair districts, fair um, fair elections that, that have, you know, they're working on a statewide um, ballot initiative that lots of good volunteers. <laughs> so who are you guys connected with? Justin? Um, so we, we've been endorsed by a few different groups. Um, the Libertarian Party, the Greens, the People's Party, uh, Our Revolution, Cleveland Votes. Um, even Andrew Yang has said, these guys can do it and I believe in them. <laughs> but we're actually uh, trying to expand as much as we can. Uh, we're trying to talk to move to amend because you're right. Uh, every way in which voter empowerment should come about uh, through ranked choice voting, through fair districting, um, through uh, better practices and getting money out of politics, we are behind because we care more about voters' power and choice than we do about everything else. So we want uh, more and we want more people to come on. So yeah, those are know, a few of the groups. Even if folks are very party loyal, I think they will still see the value of this because it will, well, it'll, it'll be a game changer. It'll be a game changer. So uh, it might be a little frightening for folks that are, you know, been rah, 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 one party all their lives. But if they're really, truly open to democracy, I would think folks would jump on board and um, oh. want to make this happen. There's going That's to be found. an interesting thought experiment coming up here uh, with Portman's seat coming open for the Republican yeah. Party. Um, they're going to have a very long list of potential candidates for that seat. And the opportunity there for ranked choice voting being something where all of the Republicans in the state can agree upon. So it, it creates at least a thought experiment for people who, who um, are used to first past the post. When we get these big primaries with lots of candidates running in both parties, we saw this la um, last year and four years ago, these long list. Well, you're sacrificing your first choice for who you think you can win, right. who, who you think can win. And instead of voting who you actually believe is the best candidate for the job, you're sacrificing what the press has told you who's leading, well, what you think, if I vote for this person, then maybe then this will be the outcome. Um, this takes away all of that risk. It takes away all of that fear. And in its place, you have opportunity to express yourself fully. And, and that's regardless of what your political bent is, it doesn't matter. And I believe that every person, regardless of their political leanings, deserves to have that opportunity to fully express what they think is best for this country. And by doing that so... Yeah. With that, Elizabeth, we've got to wrap up. Can you give folks your, your website so if they want to get involved, they can get involved? Yes. Uh, it is rankthevoteohio.org. Uh, and if you want to join us, help us make this happen, rankthevoteohio.org uh, rank slash volunteer. Uh, that is how you can join us and make this happen. And if you're All right, friends. donating Thank some you. funds. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. If you're interested in making, um, donating some funds, it's rankthevoteohio.org backslash donate. We need funds and people. So we'd love to have everybody on board. All right, folks. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carolyn. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRS-FM. 
98.3. And at 4 p.m. on WEJPLP, Wheeling, Moundsville, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.